Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. I am so excited for you to listen to today's podcast interview with Sarah Massey. She is the founder of Dairy Mastery. And if you have been thinking about offering whether you call them VIP days, day rates, intensives, if you've been thinking about up-leveling your business to this type of model, then this is the episode for you because Sarah is breaking all of it down to talk about what VIP days actually are, how to start offering them to your clients, how to overcome some of that pricing objection or maybe just fear around raising your rates or offering a price that maybe it's not something you've offered before, how to ease into that. You're going to love this episode with Sarah. And really, if you've been thinking about offering this, I would not skip this episode. I'd get out a pen and paper. I'd stay till the end because Sarah gives us a free guide for us to get started. So you're going to love this. I loved listening to this and made me want, wish I could go back in time and offer VIP days to my clients because I never offered that model. But I know that if you have been looking for a way to up-level your business, to kind of cut out all the noise and simplify your business, this is a really great way to do so. So without further ado, let's go ahead and go meet Sarah and learn all about VIP days. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Hey, Sarah, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. Hey, Aubrey. Yeah, I am very excited to be here. I've been listening to your podcast for a while and just excited to to chat. Yeah. So I would love for you to share a little bit with my audience for those people who might not know who you are or are newer to you. Just give us a little background about um, who you are and what you do. Um, Okay. Yeah. I don't know how far you want me to go back, but I definitely have been in the online space for a while now. I started in 2005 and um, I did a whole bunch of things for a few years and eventually found my passion in branding and web design and realized that 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 was kind of my zone of excellence. And I really, truly loved, you know, the whole um, like process of bringing brands and businesses to life through visuals. Um, so that was like around 2012 that I started really getting into design. And um, that's pretty much what I've been doing ever since. However, in 2018 is when I discovered the magic of VIP days um, in my in my freelance business and 
decided to go all in on the VIP day model with my clients. So rather than doing long-term drawn out projects um, that I was typically doing, I decided to switch everyone over to a one day intensive model. Um, And so that was in 2018 and pretty much went all in on that then, did it for three solid years of just VIP days. And I've been teaching other freelancers now how to do the same thing since 2019. So actually, this is my first official year at like as like I'm all in as as a coach and a course creator versus um, still working with design clients. So I've had a bit of an evolution, but mostly design and now coaching and uh, being a course creator. I love it. I was that was going to be one question that I was going to ask you too is if you're still kind of doing both things um because that's it's very similar to my story of course like the the outcome is different right and like what we're teaching but that's really how I started too right like I had the freelancing business I had success and really it kind of honestly for me it more so fell into my lap where I really didn't see myself going into this route, but I had people who were like, hey, how did you do this? Can you share things with me? And so I was like, well, sure, I'll start a podcast, not really knowing what I'm doing, and but still keeping those freelancing clients on because I just was like, oh, I don't want to like let go of that piece yet. So I guess for me, I would love to know, like, when did you know you were ready to kind of go all in and let go of the done for you part of your business? Um, yeah, that's a great, I, I struggled with the exact same thing. I, I've always like thought of myself, well, for the past decade, I've thought of myself as a designer and that's who I was. That was my identity. And so transitioning into a coach, like I didn't identify with the word coach for a really long time. It was very hard for me to be like, I'm real. I'm not a coach. I'm a designer. But, um, so I, I launched the course because people were asking me how I did it and they wanted to know all of my secrets. So that was in 2019 and I kept my done for you clients through 2019, all of 2013. 2020. And then 2021 was when I decided to stop taking new clients. So I was starting that transition in 2021 when I realized that um, the course business was just taking up a lot more of my time and I had to make a decision whether, you know, what to do. And so I kind of phased out of taking on new clients, but I was still taking in old clients who needed things here and there because they could just book me for a day because that was my thing. It was just easy to say, okay, sure. You know, you can book me for a half day or a full day and we'll get it done. And then, um, it was the end of 2021 when I launched my higher ticket coaching program. And it was just, for me, it was like a lifestyle choice. I just knew that I could make the money that I needed to make and I could have the impact that I wanted to have just going all in on my um, coaching business. And so that's when I kind of pulled the plug on the done for you services at the end of 2021. I appreciate you sharing that perspective. And before we dive into VIP days, just to kind of close the loop on this, because I have a lot of freelancers who are at that place where they want to up level and maybe they've done what they can do for in the done for you space and they're looking to maybe do the coaching, the courses, digital products. I would just love to hear your perspective on 
how that transition was for you. Um, if there's any like words of wisdom that you have, because I know like from the outside looking in, I remember going into it kind of a, a little naive. I'm knowing that obviously it would be hard work to make the transition from one to one to one to many. And there's a lot more that goes into it than just creating the course and putting it out into the world and, you know, selling it. But um, if you have any just little pieces that you've learned along the way, going from being like the freelancer one-to-one to to now shifting to the one-to-many. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on that actually, but I won't get into all of them. The one thing I will say is the one-to-many model seems so appealing to everyone because obviously it's, it's, you know, one-to-many. So you're getting paid to do, everybody kind of sees it as like this passive income and it's, and you know, like it's so not passive. There's so much work that goes into it. So my business as a freelancer before doing VIP days was very hectic very um, stressful. I felt like I was working all the time for, and I wasn't making a lot of money. And then when I started doing the VIP days, all of a sudden I was only working two days per week with my VIP clients and I was making a lot more money and my business became so simple to run. And so like it was, everything was, it was just so easy and so simple. And I was making great money and I didn't have a lot of overhead or expenses. Then I went into creating a course and now I see looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh. So my business was so simple with the one-on-one model. And now with the one-to-many, there's so much more complexity built into the back end of running that type of business. So you have to be prepared that doing a one-to-many, if you're going to create a course or you're going to create some sort of coaching program, it's, yes, it's rewarding and yes, it can be lucrative, but it is a lot more work than the one-to-one model. Um, especially if you're doing VIP days, because that model is just so easy and simple. And then the other thing I'll say is like doing the transition when I first started with the course, um, how I did it was by pre-validating the offer before I created it. So if you have people asking you for to teach them something or to coach them on something, or, or if you're thinking of creating a, a course, um, definitely find buyers and make sure there's an interest and like a decent amount of interest in whatever it is that you're creating. And I highly recommend, and I teach this to all my clients is, is to sell, like sell it before you create it. And I'm not saying like pre-sell, like you can of course pre-sell it, but what I did was I launched it um, in July. It was a July, July, 2019. I launched it. And then I made, it was like an eight week program. And I literally created each module one week at a time after I already had the people in it. And so I could kind of make sure I was answering all of their questions as I was building out the course. So I'm so glad I did it that way. I'm glad I didn't spend forever creating something and then finding out that nobody wanted it or that it wasn't, you know, a good fit for my audience. Yeah, I I totally agree, especially with some of those higher higher priced ones and those courses or programs that require like that are going to have a lot of coursework. It's I agree with you 100%. That's pretty much how I've done a lot of my courses is built it out with the people. So I'm basically getting paid to create. Um, I can't agree with that enough too. So thank you for sharing that perspective. I just always think it's helpful for people to hear somebody who's coming from maybe where they they want to go and their advice too. Um, 
Cause I, I, I know I share my advice on this podcast too, but sometimes I think it's like, it's like the parent, right? You can say it so many times to your kid, but then I'm like, you hear it from you, the kid hears it from a teacher and all of a sudden it clicks or they hear it from a, their soccer coach and it clicks. And it's like, I've been saying that all along. Yeah, it's so true. We all, we have to hear these things a lot before it really can sink in. And yeah, it's good to kind of have that validation from other people as well. Yeah. All right. Perfect. So I'm super excited to dive into VIP days. I never offered this myself as a freelancer, but honestly, going into hiring out for my business, things that I want done fast, I am always looking for the person who offers a VIP day because if I want something, I want it yesterday. So when I heard about VIP days and like thinking about, oh, I can hire somebody just to get this done for me, just like that, it just was so appealing to me. So can you? Explain for somebody who this might be a brand new concept to them what a VIP day is and how they work. Yeah. So VIP days are also, they kind of have a couple different terms. So some people call them day rates. Um, some people call them VIP days or intensives. Um, some people will do a VIP week or a VIP experience, which is maybe just stretched out over like a couple of days. So it can be a variety of uh, amounts of time and it can kind of fall under a couple of different names. Um, for me personally, my VIP day was an eight hour block of time. So I would typically work from 8.30 in the morning until about, well, actually seven hour block of time. So 8.30 a.m. to about 3.30 p.m., which was fit perfectly when my kids were in school. Um, they would get on the bus, I would start my day, and then I would finish my day with my client, and then my kids would come home. So it was really perfect for any mom who has kids in school. Um, and basically what I would do is just like knock out an entire website in a day or an entire brand design in a day. Sometimes if a client has a, a bigger scope of work where they need like a bigger website or a bigger whatever, um, you could you would just have them book two days with you rather than just trying to get it all done in one day. And so it's a virtual intensive. We are not on a Zoom call together all day. We literally... Um, you know, we have our discovery call. They decide they want to move forward. They book their day. I do a like a face-to-face -face Zoom call uh, a few days prior to the intensive just to go over everything, make sure we're on the same page, make sure the expectations are all set going both ways, make sure they get their pre-work done, all that kind of stuff. We, we make sure that's out of the way like before the day of the intensive. That way on the day of, I can sit down, get to work and just, you know, create, design, do whatever. And so whatever expertise it is that you offer, you can also apply this to your business. So I've um, coached all different types of expert service providers and consultants who are taking whatever it is that they do and packaging it into a day versus spreading it out because, and, and you, you probably know this, Aubrey, like when you hire someone, the last thing you want to do is go back and forth via email for six weeks on something when the reality is that the whole thing could be completed in just like a block of time. It's all that multitasking and going back and forth is which, what drags things out. And yeah, I just realized that we could cut out so much of that wasted time and energy by compressing it all into a day. Yeah. So I love how you kind of talked about that it was great for you because you had your your kids at school, you had that extended block of time. Now, from the flip side of it, for the business owner that is hiring you, 
what is the requirement for them? Like, do they also need to be available that day too, all day? Do they need to block out their schedule? Um, I'm just trying to think of it from like the the other side of it too, and how service providers who are thinking of offering this type of um, service, how they can convey that to the business owner. Yeah, I always have my clients be available throughout the day. And I usually, when we do that kickoff call, I'll really set their expectations and I'll let them know, you know, between 8 a.m. and 10 p.m., I'm not really going to need you because I'm going to be focused on conceptualizing the design and whatever it is, that, you know, whatever you're doing. Um, but you you will know, like, you kind of know your process, you know what it is that you need to do. And you let the client know really, like, I'm, uh, I'm going to check in with you at 10 or I'm going to check in with you at 12. And I do all of those check-ins virtually via either Slack or Voxer or Messenger, whatever type of communication app you want to use. But it's quick check-ins because you want to keep the you want to keep the day going quickly and fat. Like you don't want to have to get on a call and mm-hmm. talk to somebody for 20 minutes or a half hour or on a Zoom call. Like you just to keep it kind of at that high speed level where you're just really focused and staying in your zone and working intensively, um, just kind of those quick check-ins like, hey, what do you think of this? You know, and then for me personally, like I would, let's just say I was designing a website in a day, I would spend the morning um, kind of laying out the homepage and I would send it over to the client a couple hours later and say, hey, what do you think of this? Here's, you know, why I did this. And I'll just send them a message with like a screenshot. And while I'm waiting for their feedback, I move right on and I go to the next page and start working on that. And then it becomes this very back and forth collaborative process throughout the day as they're kind of sending me back their thoughts if they want anything changed. And I'm making those changes as I'm incorporating stuff into the new work that I'm doing. Um, but at the end of the day, like the, like the client knows that the less revisions they ask for, the less changes they ask for, the more responsive they are, the more we're going to get done. Because that's my big rule is that I do not guarantee deliverables because I have no idea if the client is going to ask me for a million changes. So if I said, I guarantee, you know, a four page website at the end of the day, well, what if the client wants like all these changes and we get to the end of the day and we haven't really made a dent in the work because they've asked for so much stuff. So by not guaranteeing deliverables and letting them know you will work as fast as you can and you'll get as much done as you possibly can. But the, at the end of the day, like, the deliverables are really dependent on the client being responsive and getting back to you right away and not asking for tons of revisions. And then you can always say, you know, if we get to the end of the day and there's still more you want done, um, here's my link to book another day with me. So it's really about protecting your time and your boundaries and avoiding the scope creep that traditionally happens when you promise uh, deliverables in a regular package type of a project. You answered a lot of the questions that were going through my mind when you were talking there. Cause I was thinking, okay, like what happens if you get to the end of the day and you know, what I guess quote unquote was agreed upon is not done. Um, and that's, that's more so if the client is kind of going more like back and forth on what they want or making changes, not necessarily 
on what you can deliver, correct? Right. Yeah. I mean, before you start offering VIP days, like as an official thing on your website or whatever, you want to test the model out. You want to test out a few like beta clients who maybe you can promise deliverables to them, like let them know, hey, I'm going to try this new VIP day and I want to see how much, how long it takes me to get XYZ done. Would you like to be one of my test clients? And then you can also say, you know, I'm not going to leave you hanging at the end of the day because you're being a test client. I truly don't know how fast I can get this done, but I just want, I need a client to, to test it out with. And so that's how I did it. I kind of worked with a few clients and yes, I underestimated you know, or I guess I overestimated what I could get done in a day. And so I had to work an extra hour or two the next day to finish it up. And that was no big deal. It was fine with me. I was I was totally happy to work the extra couple hours and not get paid for those couple of hours because I knew I was testing this model to see what, what was realistic. And I used the data from testing to really like create my refined framework and my refined offer that I ended up sharing publicly. And when you don't promise deliverables, but you've already tested the model and you know what you're capable of, you can say to that prospective client, you know what, I can't guarantee deliverables because I don't know how you're going to, how responsive you're going to be. I don't know how you're going to, you know, how many revisions you're going to ask for. But here are three examples of projects that I have completed in a day. So you can see very clearly that I can do this in a day. I have done it in a day. And having the same level of success for that client is really comes down to that client's, um, you know, cooperation, I guess, with the project. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the next question that I have is really about like, what type of service providers is this a good fit for? And also to like, I guess you kind of answered it with doing the test too, but really like figuring out what, are, what are we offering in a day? What are we offering in a half day? Um, which I, like you said, you kind of, you kind of answered that and testing that out, but I guess like who can start offering these type of services? I mean, can any, any type yeah. of industry, any type of service provider start doing VIP days? Yeah. Um, I mean, we've worked with so many different different industries, everything from like health coaching to marketing consultants to research, uh, like researchers, and then the more traditional done for you service providers. So just to kind of list a few, um, obviously designers, copywriters, social media managers, VAs and OBMs who are experts at like systems. So maybe you're an expert at ClickUp or Airtable or um, Notion, and you've got a client who really needs like some organization in their backend systems, and you might be able to like, go in and set up their entire ClickUp dashboard for them in a day. Or maybe you're a Google, Google pro and you can do like an, a Google Analytics dashboard in a day. Um, copywriters, we've got people writing sales pages in a day or doing email sequences in a day. Um, and then health coaches, we have people who are doing like they're they're meeting with their clients for a full day and they're doing a full health assessment, setting up um, like a workout plan, like with a strategy on the workout plan, uh, meal planning, grocery shopping list, that kind of stuff. So you can really put a lot into a day if you're going to spend with a client doing that. Some of these are more face to face, like on Zoom calls, uh, depending on really kind of the, the type of business that you are. But those are just a few, I mean, accounting, some people 
I know one accountant or a bookkeeper who can reconcile someone's a year's worth of um, bookkeeping in a day. So if you get to, you know, your tax <laughs> deadline and you realize you haven't been keeping track of your books, so you hire someone who can reconcile everything for you in one day. So there's so many different things that you can do. Truly, I, I haven't heard of anyone who can't somehow construct a VIP day, you know, it's some sort of way. Um, so yeah, that's really it. And I guess what you would want to do to see if you're a good candidate for it would be look at the work that you're doing and think about like, what are people really asking you for the most? What do you always get asked for? And is this something that you're really good at? Are you an expert at it? So you really want to be like kind of expert level because you've got to be able to work quickly and efficiently in order to get it done in a day. So like if you are a brand new designer and you're one of those people who just takes a little bit longer because you're new and you're still Googling, YouTubing everything, you're still trying to figure things out, then maybe a VIP, you're not quite ready for it. But if you're a pro at the thing that you do, then you can definitely just kind of test it out and, um, and offer it, make it, make it an offer to the next person that asks you for your services. You're reading my mind. Cause that was the next thing I like wrote. I'm like writing down things of <laughs> making sure that I want to ask. And I was talking about like, when do you know that it's time to make that that switch. And I love that you said like, if you're brand new, if you're still figuring things out and trying to get your, your grip on things, it might not be the time to yet. But um, once you get that, that process down and you figure out, okay, like I know what I'm doing and I know what to expect. And I've kind of worked out those kinks. It might be a good time to make the switch. So then that leads me to my follow-up question, which I know I'm sure you get asked a lot is about pricing. How do, how do we, equate this? How do we figure out what to price ourselves at for these VIP days? Um, I like to kind of price similarly to what you might charge if you were doing a long-term project, because they're at the end of the day, they're getting the same outcome, but they are getting it in one day versus that extended period of time. So like what you could do is say, okay, well, I would normally charge $2,000 for this six-week project, and I can get all of this work done in one day. So then you can say, okay, my VIP day could be $2,000, but then I I always tell people, like, add 20% to it, like add a 20% tax or whatever, because that's like the premium that you're adding because of the convenience for the client to be getting it in one day as opposed to waiting six weeks or longer. Um, So they will pay more for that. And people, uh, like you said, like whenever you hire somebody now, you are always looking for the VIP day provider. The reality is people that pay for VIP days have more money than time. They just want to pay for the thing and get it done. They're not, they're not like price shopping. They're not, you know, looking at different offers and trying to find the best, the one with the best price, they're trying to find the one that's going to make their problem go away the fastest. And that's what the VIP day is. So it's okay to charge a little bit more than what you would maybe charge for standard turnaround time. Um, So that's like kind of the benchmark that you want to use when you are pricing it. But the other thing I will say is the first few that you do, don't be afraid to charge less. Uh, especially for those test clients, like go down in your price just to get the test clients to say yes, because it's really hard to get people to trust you 
on a VIP day if you've never done it before. So you want to kind of be like, listen, I'm just starting this. Um, I'm offering three VIP days at this like really like no brainer price because I want to test my processes, like make it about you, make it be like, I, I need to see how fast I am and how much we can get done. So I'm offering this at like this ridiculously no brainer price because that's going to give you, that's going to get you clients pretty quickly. And while you're not going to get paid a lot, you're going to get data, you're going to get feedback, you're going to get testimonials, you're going to get social proof, and you're going to know what, what you love and what you don't love. And you're going to know kind of where you messed up or like if there was any things that you would change going forward. So you can learn so much from those first few clients that it's totally, I, I personally feel like the value is in what you learn rather than what you're going to make from those first few clients. Oh, that makes awesome. sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing that I was thinking is, so say somebody is um, like they have a couple different packages that they're offering. Uh, maybe they are still charging hourly. How, wh- I guess, what is the easiest way to to make this transition? Like, do you, do you feel like it should be a gradual one where they start like slowly bringing these in? Number one, to see like, hey, does this work? And also number two, do I like this type style of work, right? Because like this all sounds really great. It's the same kind of idea with like creating a course, right? It sounds really great, but you don't, until you get into it, do you know whether it's really a good fit for you? So how have you guided people through making that transition from if they're offering hourly or maybe they have retainer packages to shifting to more of the style of work? Yeah, I would say don't get rid of your retainer clients until you're really feeling pretty established with the VIP days and you've got clients kind of lined up for them because the worst thing is like, going all in on VIP days and making that cold turkey switch and then not having any clients. And then you're kind of feeling stuck, like you don't know what to do. So for me, it took me about nine months to fully transition from doing long-term package clients. So I had, I was pitching like web design packages and I had website maintenance clients and I had some retainer, like graphic design retainer clients. Uh, So I had all of those going on when I pitched my very first VIP day. And then I would like, I had the VIP day. I loved it so much. I knew that that's what I wanted to do going forward. So from that point forward, whenever a new client would come to me, I would pitch the VIP day for like, that was the offer I made them. And I think almost all of them said yes. So it was never really a big issue with like, should I set, should I try to sell them a package or should I try to sell them, you know, a day? Um, they all loved the idea of the day. So it was really easy to do that. But the package clients that I was working on and those retainer clients, I was still doing work for them as well. And some of those long-term package people literally like dragged on for another nine months. I think the, the, the very last one, uh, it was over a year later that we finally wrapped up his website project. And like, that was the whole reason why I wanted to do VIP days because I couldn't stand those projects that dragged on forever. But um, it was definitely a gradual shift. And it is a little overwhelming at first when you're taking on these new VIP day clients and you still have your retainer clients and you're, you're 
projects. Like it's a lot, but just know that there's light at the end of the tunnel as you slowly wrap up the projects and the more VIP days that you kind of book, then you can start phasing those retainer clients out. Or even more ideally, a lot of my students have converted their retainer clients to VIP day clients. So instead of having them on hourly retainer for a whole month, they'll have the client just book uh, one or two days a month. And that becomes their, you know, some of their new VIP clients. Love it. I think the last question that I have, I mean, I know for me as a business owner, if somebody tells me I can get something faster like that, for me, that's an easy sell. If somebody says like, Hey, you can have what you want and you can get it faster. I'm like done deal. Like it just, Mm -hmm. I am all about saving time. I know that my time is super precious, but I know somebody's going to be listening to us thinking, these are obviously higher, you know, I'm going to be charging more than what I am charging. And I'm worried about that pushback. Is there any advice that you have on how, how to sell this in a way? I mean, of course, obviously selling the time piece of it, but if there's anything that you've shared with your students that help them to kind of overcome that fear of the the price objection. Yeah. So I, well, I'll just like tell you guys, I, my very first VIP day, I charged $500 and Then I scaled it little by little up to charging $3,000. So I went from 500 a day to 3K in a day. And what happened, and that's why I said at the beginning, I was like, it's okay to start at a lower price because your mindset has to adjust as well. So as you're adjusting to this new model, like you literally like your, your, um, what is it? Like your money mindset, like that whole scarcity mindset needs time to kind of adjust as you scale. So start low, start at a number that you feel comfortable with, and then just like add $250 to like, say you'll do like three of them at your starting price. And then maybe the next three, or you could either do it like by quantity of VIP days, or you could do it by a month. So like, maybe you would say, okay, you know, my price is this until August 1st. And on August 1st, my rate is going up to this price, or you don't even really have to say what it's going up to, but just let people know, like my prices are going up on August 1st. And when you let people know that they will go ahead and lock in at your lower price. And then when you get to August 1st and you raise your price, now you've kind of, your, your mindset has shifted a little bit and you've gotten more comfortable saying the higher price, but you also feel stability because you've got people locked in at the previous price point to kind of carry you for a month or two because um, your your calendar will get booked out as you start selling these and you only have a couple spaces each week or however many you end up doing and you start finding yourself getting booked out in a you know, month or two in advance. So you always kind of have that pipeline full before you raise your price to the next level. So I guess that's kind of the strategy is like fill your pipeline, then raise your price and then fill your pipeline again and then raise your price again. And each time you do that, your mindset wise, you'll get so much more comfortable with that price that you're charging. 
Yeah, I like the idea because one other thing that I was thinking about is, you know, somebody be like, oh yeah, like I um, got referred to you from so-and-so. They said it was really great. And of course, like they probably shared the prices. And I love the idea of saying like, these are my prices. They're valid through this date. Like you don't have to say what those prices are, but right. giving that valid through and saying like, yeah, like they were able to lock in at my previous rate that was valid through the state. So just to kind of, you yes. know, cross, cross your T's and dot your I's on that to make sure that, you know, because people will probably share. And it's like, well, you know, that was what it was previously. And um, I love the, the idea of slowly being able to step into the confidence. Not, It's not going to be an overnight thing, but as you start to book more clients, that confidence will come. So I really appreciate you sharing all of this, Sarah. This is so, so helpful. I would love for you to share anything that you have um, for my audience or just like where we can connect with you and learn more about what you offer. Well, yeah, this has been so fun. So um, I guess the best place to find me is on my website, which is just sarahmassey.com. I do have a free checklist. It's, a, it's called the Ultimate VIP Day Checklist. And it's really, it's not just like a one page of checklist. It's kind of like, I don't even know, seven or eight pages, but it really breaks down everything that you need to consider and like think through and have ready to go kind of if you're going to try out this model. Um, there's 15 different things on there and I break them down into pretty detailed uh, explanation. So that is at sarahmassey.com forward slash checklist. And then I'm also on Instagram at just my name, Sarah Massey. And so I love, you know, chatting in the DMs with anybody who has questions about this model. Um, yeah. So those are kind of the places where you can find me. I do have a low ticket kind of mini course to get started with it. If that is something that you guys are interested in and you'll find that on my website as well. Perfect. We'll link all of that up in the show notes. I know my audience is definitely going to be checking all of that out. So I just want to say thanks again for coming on today and chatting with us all about VIP days. This is so helpful and I know it's probably definitely sparking some ideas with my listeners right now. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.